stop what you're doing and clear your schedule. You don't want to miss this life-changing event. Do you feel like you're spinning your wheels? Do you feel like every year is just like the year before? Are you stuck and can't move your life in the direction of your destiny? You are not alone. People all around the world are verbalizing their frustration with not being able to move their lives in the direction that makes their dreams a reality. Well, we have your solution. Join us February 19th through the 23rd for not just another conference, but an experience that will transform your leadership ability. At the Power of Visionary Leadership Conference, you will learn from leadership experts how to move from ordinary to extraordinary leadership in your ministry, business, finances, family, and health. Join us as leadership guru Dr. Dana Carson with over 35 years of executive leadership experience and his extraordinary life experiences from a high school dropout to eight college degrees shares with you along with other leadership experts how to get things done. For more information, visit drdanacarson.org. That's drdanacarson.org. The following message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners, assisting people to know God, making Him known to others, and spreading the kingdom message around the world. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from the Kingdom Voice. In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread across the world. Coming up today, Dr. Dana Carson will teach us that relationships are more than an emotional high. You have to understand your growth is in your ability to handle people different than you. You'll never have an effective marriage. You'll never have an effective relationship if you do not know and learn how to handle different. Yes, you have a free will. You can always walk away from everybody. You can always give people a piece of your mind and say you don't play that crap and then be by yourself the rest of your life and then grin about it like you've done something but you're immature when you cannot handle different all of creation was built on the foundation of human relationships when it comes to relationships it is the central purpose of existence in today's message dr carson teaches us the business of kingdom relationships coming from genesis 1 26 through 31 the bible expresses the roles and the functions of relationships so let's examine the primary role that provides entrance into those five uh, models of relationship and we're going to get that from our text so tonight we're just going to lay some just some real basic things because I told you I want to talk to you about uh, relationships from a business uh, perspective and so as times go on I'm going to define the partnership the business model the business plan and the relationship I'm going to talk about these things, but before we can go into some of the deeper 
uh, analogies and metaphors that helps us to understand the practicality and the criticality of 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 your role and your choice in a relationship the very first thing i gotta help you do is to understand you as the individual in a relationship now so i i i want to look at some uh very very um powerful keys to understanding um the 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 nature of relationships from god's perspective so let's let, let's look at that we read the biblical text now um uh, the first thing i want to uh, key a uh, point out from the biblical text about relationships and see this is at the foundation now a lot of times people want to study uh, they want to hear about marriage, family, relationships, but they want to hear about it outside the context of scripture. Now, there are a whole bunch of practical keys that I'm going to bring in that are not necessarily born out of biblical texts, but they don't violate biblical texts. In fact, they help to support you uh, in fulfilling biblical texts. But... The first thing you have to lay down is the biblical text. That's the first thing. Before you start talking about marriage, family, what does the Bible say about basic relationships? Now, so here's the first thing um, that the Bible says about uh, relationship. It says that men are made in the image of God. So now, God said this about relationships. He started off uh with adam and he made him in his image uh he made him asa which means to produce by labor the hebrew term so god uh says the making of a man is a laborious task so i want you to know manhood is not defined by the dingling alone it is made it is defined by the process and the process is a laborious task that means then you are not born a man you got to be made a man we got a whole bunch of 40 and 50 year old boys because they didn't go through the man making process y'all don't like me already so it says, I'm, let us, a Trinitarian statement, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, in our salim and in our demuth. Let, let us make him like us and then let's let him be a representative of us. So God said that man was created to be like him and then to represent him. Now, if you don't get this about yourself, you ain't got no business hooking up with nobody else. Because you're about to abuse relationship right from the beginning. So you need to understand we're talking about the kingdom. Uh, we're talking about kingdom relationships, how God sees it and how God designed. It. So you as an individual, number one, by yourself, you were created 
in the image of God and in his likeness. So now we know that God is spirit. John 4 and 24, God is spirit. And that uh, we, we that worship him have to worship him in spirit and in truth. So when God said, let us make man in our image, he wasn't talking about physicality. He wasn't talking about uh, a material thing. He was talking about an attitudinal thing. He was talking about a character thing. He was talking about a spiritual thing. So to be in the image of God, to be in his likeness, to uh, be uh, his representative or shadowing forth who he is, that means that God made Adam and mankind to be a reflection of his glory. So look to your neighbor and say, your main call in life is to reflect the image of God. The Imago DA in the image of God. You have been called to reflect the image of God. That's your main purpose. See, when you don't understand uh, the purpose of who you are, marriage, family, and relationships are doomed. Because you don't know who you are and what you are and what your purpose is. So you will go hook yourself up with anything and anybody and you will lose the purpose in which God created you to be in his likeness and to shadow forth, be a representative of who he is. Are you with me? So he shaped us to become like him. So that's one. One is that man is made in the image of God. Everybody says, I'm made in the image of God. Come on, say it like you mean it. I'm made in the image of God. My identity is rooted in reflecting him. And you just think about it. some of us with kids, you get embarrassed when your children uh, act a certain way because you say it's not indicative of who you are as a mother and a father and you out there acting a fool and all them people looking at me wondering who your mom and daddy is. I was so shamed almost. I don't know them cheering. Listen, because they didn't live up to your name. So imagine you ain't God, you're just a steward. And if you want your children to reflect your values, to reflect the things that you teach them, so just imagine what God wants. So, so, so somebody said, what they got to do with relationships? Okay, since I got to connect the dots on every step of the way. So now just think about then, if your job is to reflect his likeness, your job is to become like him or to be his representative on the earth. Already, you know then to have somebody else in your life that doesn't do that makes you unequally yoked. And, so, so if your job, if you understand it's to be in his likeness and to be in his image and you hooked up with somebody that ain't important to, you know you got the wrong hookup. 
I'm just going to give you some basic stuff right now. I just felt like I just needed to connect the dot because somebody was going to say, what that got to do with relationship? It got everything to do with relationship. And see, you know you are dysfunctional and you are damaged goods when you can't connect dots because you hear that and then it doesn't matter who you date, who you go out with, who you, who you marry. It doesn't matter because you've lost the essence of who you are as an individual. And as the, as an individual, I will create, I was created in the image of God. And listen, that's the most important thing because one day you're going to close your eyes and you're going to give up the ghost. And the only thing then that matters is, did you reflect his image in your life? Now, Number two, text teach us, teaches us that man is superior to the rest of creation and is responsible for creation. That means that we are superior to animals and we are all, and the planet and we are responsible for taking care of animals and the planet. Now, when we don't understand the relationship and the interdependence of our lives with animal life, plant life, the planet, then what happens is bad things starts happening to us. So there are a lot of things that we're going through, including certain allergies and certain kinds of diseases that are coming because of violations of the of the ecosystem. And uh, so that's the reason why we're, they're trying to uh, go to electric cars. And that's why we're trying to go green and we're trying to save energy. All of that, all those chemicals that's burning with all these plants around here and all that stuff is going in the air. Where does it go? It doesn't disappear, it just changes its form and it goes, we inhale it, we breathe it and we, be get, we become sick. We get cancer, we get all other kinds of things because we don't understand uh, the nature of relationship. When you become so self-centered that uh, you look to make a dime off of everything and that's what happens people don't care about people's health anymore as it relates to making money they rather make money and kill you and I because uh, they have it feeds self-centeredness uh, that narcissistic spirit of greed uh, but we have to understand God created us to care for uh, the planet the animals were made subject to us. The planet, everything. So there's a relationship there. Then number three. God created them male and female. Verse 27. Now, it's important that we understand that. That God only creates two genders. And he created them male and female. Now, the Bible says, I'm going to look at it and make sure it's still there. Um, where are my glasses? I need my glasses because somebody keeps thinking God keeps taking it out. Um, let me see. Uh, go back here. Where is it? 
chapter one. Okay. Oh, there it is. It didn't move. So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Talking about Adam, Adam, male and female, he created them. So he created him and then he created them. God only has two creations, male and female. Uh, he doesn't create um, a third sex or an alternative sex. Now, you got to understand. So once, so let me help you here. Once you step out of the bounds and the boundaries of God's created genders, you also then step out of the boundaries of God's blessing and protection of relationship. Because they now no longer, they no longer apply to you. They, they, they apply to what he created. And I understand there are a whole bunch of liberals that disagree with me. There's a whole bunch of folk and that don't take biblical scholarship uh, serious. And then there are other folk that, that bend uh, a biblical scholarship or they see it through the lens of their, their uh, uh, perversion and their unhealthy and unbiblical appetites. And, and then, so then they look for scientific research to, to say that God has created uh, uh, something other than male and female. And then they quote those who are born with both sexes, with both genitals, and, uh, which is an exception. It's not a norm. And people say, why does this, why, why did that happen? And how does that happen? Well, it's very clear how it happens. It happens the same way mass murder happens. It happens the same way earthquakes and tornadoes happen. It happened the same way all kind of natural disasters happen. It happens because of the fall of man. When Adam fell, sin entered the world. Just like uh, uh, the amorphodite, uh, it's you have people that's born with Down syndrome. You have, it's, you have, that's, those are results of the fall of man. That's the result of of the fall of Adam. The Bible says the whole earth is groaning for the return of the son of God. And so these are the kinds of things that happen. Those, those uh, unfortunate mishaps are not designed to recreate God's program and plan for relationship. So now he created them male and female. Now, you can't be mad at that. You say, well, I don't know what I am. Yes, you do know what you are. Look down. Once you look down, then look up. For your redemption lie draws nigh. That's what you are. I mean, listen, you, okay, so the word that he uses for male, he made them male and female, is zakar. Zakar means protrusion or penis. Man, male with a penis. So he defines him as male by his genitalia. And so he, and, and, and the same is true with female. He defines her by her genitalia. So the difference and the distinction between uh, 
those who God made for relationships, he made them opposite and he made them with different genitalia on purpose. So that means then you have no business if you want to have a healthy relationship enjoying stimulating and being stimulated by the same sex. You can never have a productive relationship that God embraces and accepts. Now, I want you to understand one of the tremendous challenges here is that the church has compromised this biblical standard and we have given the world what they want. We've caved into everything popular thought and, 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 and relativism wants. We, we have become secular humanists and after a while, you know, we don't have no parameters. You just... You just do whatever. And I want to let you know, I'm a preacher of the gospel, but I'm also someone like Paul says, that I've got to beat my own body down and keep it under subjection. So while I preach to others, I myself is not a, a castaway. Listen, we all have to struggle to be what God has called us to be. And sometimes that struggle is very, very, very difficult, but it's very, very, very necessary now i don't believe that the church ought to be in a place where it's bashing and it's uh condemning and uh we shouldn't be spending uh any more time on homosexuality than we spend on anything else now it doesn't mean that it's a sin that's on the same level as other sins because it's not because it's not a sin of sanctification it's a sin of condemnation. Now, what do you mean, Dr. Carson? Well, see, it's not something you can just uh, uh, solve another way. So let me give you an example. So say you have a masturbation problem and you have a, a sexual immorality problem. Well, you can solve that problem through marriage. You get married, you can be satisfied, the problem is gone. But... In homosexuality, if you have learned to enjoy uh, the same sex sexually stimulating you and fulfilling you, then marriage cannot get you there. See, you, you, you have to just stop that. And so it's a very difficult, it's a very difficult uh, struggle to have because there is no remedy but stop. And so, you know, so, uh, man, I, I, let me say this. I'm going to say this, then my time is up. Listen, then God, the, the text says, then God blessed them speaking both genders. He blessed them. Look what it said. He blessed them, not Adam. He blessed them. The blessing is on both genders. The blessing is not on one gender. The blessing is on both genders. He blessed them, male and female. He blessed them. Now, that means he made them. He made them their opposites. He made them. The blessing is on opposites, not on sames. And so, it, same always seems to be easier. If I find somebody that's just like me, thinks like me, then... I probably will get along with them. But God has not designed it like that. God, listen, even in order, in order to create another human being, there got to be friction. Okay, okay, okay. 
I'm, I'm saying friction is God's way. Friction is his way. The flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit wars against the flesh. And out of that friction comes you and I as a redeemed eternal being made and looking like the image of God. It's the friction. It's the warfare. It's the friction. See, when you don't understand how to handle friction, you can't handle relationships. That's why some of you get so depressed and so down. Some of you, I can tell when, when you have friction because you come in here looking like this. Because you don't know how to handle friction. See, because you don't know how to handle somebody thinking not like you think. Somebody saying what you didn't think they had the right to say. Somebody doing what you didn't like them to do. And so because it wasn't done your way, it wasn't said the way that you would want it said, it offended you and you're upset and you spend all your time thinking mentally about the friction because you can't handle it and you want some revenge and revenge for you means getting them to agree with you and that they was wrong. And why? This is one of the reasons I believe that the enemy has been so effective in homosexuality. Because homosexuality uh, kinds, uh, helps to kind of do away with uh, God's paradigm for different. So you get with the same. So you then don't have to deal with the different. Now, and here is the problem in dealing with relationships, because when it comes to relationships, relationships are about difference. When I say this, see, he made them male and female, which means he made them different. And this is what you and I have not captured. Different is not better. Different is different. Come on, everybody say different is not better. Different is different. So God says in different relationships, you become more productive. He told them to be fruitful and multiply, subdue the earth. So when you can appreciate difference, that's the first thing Adam noticed when he saw Eve. He looked, he looked down at her and he said, the first he looked at her, he said, hey, another man. Then he said, a different man. Then he looked down and said, a, a better man. And you know, he, he see, noticed the difference. He noticed the difference. And see, difference wasn't bad for them. See, when God created them different before the fall, it was no problem. Different only became a problem after the fall. And then they tried to hide themselves uh, 
after the fall because of the difference. You have to understand your growth is in your ability to handle people different than you. You'll never have an effective marriage. You'll never have an effective relationship if you do not know and learn how to handle different. Yes, you have a free will. You can always walk away from everybody. You can always give people a piece of your mind and say you don't play that crap and then be by yourself the rest of your life and then grin about it like you've done something but you're immature when you cannot handle different Rachel is totally different than I am and that's what makes her good that, God, that she's good for me because she's different. God doesn't send people in your life that's just like you. People that's just like you don't do nothing for you. People that's just like you don't enhance you. People that's just like you don't enrich you. People that's just like you don't enlarge you. People that's like you just be like you. In fact, another you is the definition of boring. To hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org and search for The Business of Relationships. If you would like to go even further in your understanding of the kingdom of God, we invite you to enroll in the online Kingdom Bible University. Check this out. Are you ready to experience a greater dimension to God? The Kingdom Bible University was birthed to meet the needs of today's Kingdom believers that have busy lives with family, career, and ministry. At KBU, we desire to see you fulfill your Kingdom mandate and live to your Christ-centered full potential. Through KBU, you can achieve the Kingdom knowledge and empowerment of the Bible that will enhance your spiritual life. KBU is your right choice for a kingdom education that is affordable, reliable, and accessible just for you. Find more information about KBU at www.kingdombibleuniversity.com and watch God transform your life one kingdom learning opportunity at a time. Before we end this broadcast, we would like to extend an opportunity for you to give your life to Christ. Please repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you now acknowledging that I am a sinner and in need of your grace. Save me, Lord. Make me clean. All that I am, all that I have, I give to you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you said this prayer, we celebrate with you. We invite you to join online to further your kingdom journey at www.therockwoi.com and click on Join Online. We would love to assist you through your new kingdom life. Now, through broadcasts like this, we are spreading the kingdom message in its original Jewish context around the world. As you partner with this mega ministry, you will experience a new level of purpose and impact in your own sphere of influence. DCKM partners help make greater empowerment available to others, which in turn, you will find yourself empowered to operate on new levels of influence and impact. We invite you to partner today with Dana Carson Kingdom Ministries and watch God revolutionize and transform your life through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Visit drdanacarson.org to partner with us today. Well, that concludes today's broadcast. Thank you for listening to the ministry of Dr. Dana Carson. Until next time, may the kingdom of God rule and reign in your hearts and minds. Hi, I'm Dr. Dana Carson, Senior Leader at The Rock, WOI, 9321 Edgebrook, Houston, Texas. I want to take this time to invite you to come worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. Man, our services are off the chain. I want you to come and experience my powerful teaching on the kingdom of God and enjoy the wonderful community of the saints. You and your family will be tremendously blessed. Join me here at The Rock, 9321 Edgebrook, where we're keeping it on the air. The preceding broadcast has been brought to you by DCKM Partners, helping people to know God, make Him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Find out more at drdanacarson.org.